0: We thank you today for the word, God. pray that you open our hearts and minds in Jesus' name. Amen. Leviticus chapter 19, verses 9 and, 10, 9 and 10. In fact, I'm going to read it from here. And when ye reap the harvest of your land, thou shalt not wholly reap the corners of thy field, neither shalt thou gather the gleaning of thy harvest. And Thou shalt not glean thy vineyard, neither shalt thou gather the fallen fruit of thy vineyard. Thou shalt leave them for the poor and for the sojourner. I am Jehovah, your God. Verse 15 of Leviticus 19, 15, and it reads out of the NIV Do not pervert justice, do not show partiality to the poor or favoritism to the great, but judge your neighbor fairly. Verse 19, part A of the verse. Keep my decrees. Keep my statutes. Verse 30. Observe my Sabbath and have reverence for my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Verse 37. Keep all my decrees and all my laws and follow them. I am the Lord. Exodus chapter 19 verses 1 through 7. In the third month, After the Israelites left Egypt on the very day, they came to the desert of Sinai. After they set out from Rephidim, they entered the desert of Sinai, and Israel camped there in the desert in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the house of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself now and, if you fully, now, and if you obey me fully and keep my, my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. There, excuse me, these are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. Seven. So Moses went back and summoned the elders of the people and set before them all the words, the Lord had commanded him to speak. I want you to focus on verse 6. You will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. Turn in your Bibles to the book of Ruth, chapter 2. Ruth, chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. Ruth, chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. And it says, Now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side from the clan of Elimelech a man of standing whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, "Let me go to the venue, to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone whose eyes I find favor." Naomi said to her, "Go ahead, my daughter." So she went out and began to glean in the fields behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she found herself working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they called back. Boaz asked the foreman of his harvesters, "Uh, Whose young woman is that? they get that? Uh, Whose young woman is that? The foreman replied, She's the Moabitess who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She went into the field and has worked steadily from morning till now, except for a short time, a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with my servant girls. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the girls. I have told the men not to touch you. And whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars, from water jars the men have filled. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Thank you, Sister Michelle. Be holy because God is holy, part two. Be holy because God is holy. As we pick up again from last week in Leviticus nineteen, verses 9 and 10, we read these words, When you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Do not go over your vineyard a second time or pick up the grapes that have fallen. Leave them for the poor and the alien. I am the Lord your God. We mentioned that the Lord had given spiritual laws and he had given social laws. The Lord had given the instructions of how are the poor to be taken care of. We mentioned last time that poor people are going to be among us as long as the land as long as we live here on this earth. Everybody's not going to be rich. Everybody is not going to be wealthy. Everybody's not going to be poor. Today somehow people think and feel, and the way that society looks at it is that being poor has been dumbed down to the point to where a person can't do anything I mentioned last time. It is such a, a pressure that is put on people to try to pull themselves up and to do something, which is great, but that they should not be poor. Well, there's always poor among us. But it does not give an excuse or a reason to not work. It does not give us the, the reason or the justification to lay down and not try to do anything for ourselves. The Lord gave work from the very from the very beginning. The question is, what is the requirement that is laid out by God when there are poor in the land? The Lord said, when you go to glean your fields, when there has been a sowing and the reaping process begins, harvesters, you are not to go take everything from the land and strip it bare. Leave some there for the poor. The people that are coming behind you need to have something to eat. But remember, it was not the harvester's responsibility to go pick up and work for those that were poor. They had to come up and glean behind those that were working. Today we have a society that feels that work is a curse. Work is not for me. i got some people that I know that, boy, if they had to go to work for two years, they, they feel that they deserve retirement for retirement benefits. I know some people that got, went to work, got one paycheck and quit. I got paid. And I'm thinking, but you still got to eat later? But I got paid now. Now you're talking about a person that's only living for today is a person that can quit after one paycheck. Hmm. Now the words, now the Lord's words, In chapter 9, it is something that God gave as a way to look at people. So in other words, this was, as I mentioned last time, the welfare system. The welfare system did not come from the government. When the children of Israel were going through the land, the Lord had so arranged it that the Israelites were to help take care of their own people. Now, it's fine because when we look at the things today, yes, the government has set things up. That you pay in, but did you not know that even when you pay into Social Security, it is really to actually help pay for someone else? Do you not know that when Social Security even first started, they thought that you would have been passed a long time ago, so therefore you would need it? It was to help those that were sick, those that were, you know, kind of, you know, re- when there's a great need. It was never really meant to be there for you. That's why when you're paying in now, you're not paying into your own Social Security. You're paying, to, you're paying to pay for somebody else. So if you think right now while you're working, you ain't got to save, to start saving. We are currently in so much debt because we're not doing it God's way. We live in a culture and a society that's a, that's a culture of take and give me rather than what can I give, what can I do to not only take care of my family but to also be a blessing to others. When the Lord told them to go into the land... And as you you harvest the land, as you reap, not only are you taking care of your family, but you're also taking care of the poor and the alien as well. Today, when we look at all the work that is available to do, I've had people tell me, I ain't doing that kind of work. I'm not doing that. Tell me what kind of skills do you have. got no skills. They ain't doing that. So how are you going to eat? I'm going to find a way. The Lord said if you don't work, you don't eat. Now there are some people that, that have made it to retirement. Wonderful. I think that's great. They work. It does not mean they don't still do something. They sometimes may do things around the house. Who knows? There are certain things that they may do, but they have paid their dues. But how can you pay your dues if you've never started? I've got young people today. That somehow feel they should be paid just because they are in existence. I'm in the land of the living, and I'm owed a blessing. I'm owed something. But realize this: if you have that attitude, that means that you are that you are saying that somebody else owes me what they're doing. I deserve what they have. I've mentioned that before, right? Bless me so I can bless me too. <laughs> Never looking out to see how can I be a blessing. You bless me so that I can consume it. When I, when I look at these, these, these American greed on, on, on television, I am amazed at how greedy, perfect name, these individuals can be. Excuse me. They will develop this type of scheme where you can make all this money and they have all these wise people, so to be, supposed to be, giving them a little bit of money and they get a little back return and say, oh, that got my return, take all of it. Give them all their money and the person that they're giving their money to is spending it as quickly as they get it. On many of these programs and so lo and behold, millions that are sometimes brought in, and the person is spending it all on themselves, not investing anything. On these American shows, these greed. tell me this. You can't tell me that money does not corrupt. You have to be very, very careful how you handle things. When the Lord was giving the Israelites this land, they had to understand that the land didn't belong to them. The Lord says, it's my land. I'm going to send the rain. I'm going to send the sunshine. I'm going to even allow it to grow. You are to go the, you are to go harvest it, but you are not to take everything. Leave some there for those that are coming behind. If you begin to take some of the money from some of the individuals who have done nothing, they'll find a way to go to work. But today, people want fast money. They don't want to work hard. They want easy money. They want easy luxury. They want to be taken care of. Here it is. Person goes shopping for you. Come home, put it away, cook for you. You, you, you can't help? No, I'm, I'm busy. I got too much stuff to do. I gotta sleep. In the passage of Ruth, Ruth was a Moabitess who was the daughter-in-law of Naomi. And Naomi, her husband, Elimelech, had died. And her two sons had also died. There had been a famine in the land of Israel, and they went to Moab. But while they were there, the husband and the sons died. Now, the two daughter-in-laws that were there, they were going to go back with Naomi to Bethlehem as they had heard that there was now God was blessing the land, and they are about to head back. But Ruth said to her daughter's in law don't go back. Your family's here. Your God's here. Just stay here. But Ruth says, where you go, I will go. Your people are going to be my people. Your God will be my, my God. Don't force me to go. I'll go with you. And when she realized she could not persuade her to stay, she stopped giving She just allowed her to go. And so they came back to Bethlehem. Now, while they're there, people had heard about it. And they go, when they see Naomi come back, is that Naomi? You know a person that's been gone a long time, you go, is that such and such? Yeah, now we do. Oh my goodness, look at you. <laughs> well, that's what happened to Naomi. And people heard what Ruth had done for her mother in law. So as Ruth is there, Ruth comes to the conclusion I gotta be able to help make a way for us because my mother in law's too old. So tell you what, why don't I go out into the field? Well wait a minute, where's this coming from? It's coming from the passage way back in Leviticus,
1: where the Lord
0: had spoken and given the the priorities of how the land is to be looked at so that when there's gleaning and when they are harvesting, that the poor could go. So Ruth is now taking on the responsibility of going behind the harvesters because they are poor to get the gleanings of what's left behind. And so she goes into a field and she's working. I admire this passage because she goes into a field and she works. One of the tricks of the enemy today, as I believe the enemy has so twisted around the order of what God has set in place that the man was to go and work and support the family. But today we have the mothers not only raising the children, having to go out and do the work, having to come home and do the cleaning and the cooking. God's order was that there would be a father. And again, we know that some things happen, but that's God's order that still doesn't change anything. It doesn't change the reality and the truth. Because when God's order is deviated from, we run into difficulties. And yet in God's marvelous grace and provisions, he still orchestrates and says, I can still take care of you. My grace is sufficient. So we have now Ruth, who is a widow, no husband, and now she is going out to work. I love that because here's a woman who recognizes the importance of what it means. I'm going to trust God to help me be To get what I need to sustain me. She didn't know what she was gonna receive. You see, sometimes we want to have God tell us everything we're gonna get before we start moving. Well, how do you learn to trust God if He shows you everything first? You cannot please God without faith. God has to allow you to go through some things so you can learn, you can learn to trust Him. And, and so here's Ruth out in the field. And the Bible says, and, and, it, and so it was, so that she actually came to a field that was a field of Ruth's husband, a relative named Boaz. Wow. And she's out there working, and, and Boaz takes note. Uh, who's young lady? Now, now, the Bible doesn't say just why, but there were other people out there as well, but he saw Ruth. He said, who is she? Now, y'all get too holy for me. He thought she she probably looked pretty good. Who was that woman over there? Or maybe he just noticed how she was working. But he takes note. And then as you read and understand, and they said, this woman has been working all day long, coming behind the harvesters, picking up. Boaz says, they told him that she's only stopped for a brief period to get a little something to eat and she's been right back at, at, at it again, back out there working. Instructs his men, don't bother her. Because it was dangerous to go into a field because the women could be have been, they could be taken advantage of. He told his men, don't bother her. And then tells them later on, leave a little extra. Let a little extra fall out. Don't, don't try to chastise her. She goes to get these gleanings. Do you not know that God has a way of blessing you when you are faithfully doing what you need to do? Well, sometimes, it's, sometimes we think, well, I'm just going to get enough. God has a way of, of more than supplying your needs. He'll drop a little extra for you just because you're being faithful to Him. I admire Ruth who is working and is, understands the importance that they need to eat and she needs to work. Please understand this: don't raise your children to be bums. I don't care what type of work they may do. that's legal. Y'all yeah, didn't get that. <laughs> Whatever the legal work is, encourage it. Don't have them try to do what you do. It may not be them, their forte. God made them as they are. You're going, you're going to be a baseball player. I don't care. You're going to play sports. Your daddy, your granddaddy, your great-great-granddaddy is a great ball. you going to be a, I don't like sports. Yes, you do. Pow. Get out there and hit that ball. Maybe he wants to be a scholar. Who knows? I love playing ball. Me and Gip played together. Then we Gip. Fast pitch and slow pitch. (laughs) We had fun out there. I could have made it to the pros. (laughs) 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 While I was dreaming, you know. (laughs) And I still play once a year. Softball. And I wish I could play more. But my time doesn't allow. The Lord has called me to do something else. So I still have fun, but I know what my responsibility is. You see, I think sometimes we get moved towards secondary things and things that, that are not what God called us to do for him. Great to do as as, as a wonderful, as a, as a way of enjoying life. And let me also say this. Don't take any work that you do as not being the field that God placed you in. Some of us think, oh, I I need to be in 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 the Lord's house doing the work of the Lord. No, you are doing the Lord's work right where you are. Somehow people think that to be spiritual, I must be doing work in the church or something. No, God has you working in the job, and he's called you to be faithful right there, and that is a spiritual job that God has placed you at. Don't be so quick to try to get out of where God has you, because you are an influence where you are. You get out of where God has you, you'll find yourself running into all types of problems. Let me quickly move on. So, Ruth goes to work, and eventually, just make it short, I'll come back at another time and point to do a study on Ruth. But, but God so blessed her faithfulness that down the road, He had something great in store for Ruth. Your working here now and is not in vain. And sometimes we have to remember that we're working. For what God has for us. Verse 15. Do not pervert justice. Do not show partiality to the poor or favoritism to the great, but judge your neighbor fairly. Again, justice in the law system. You are not, because a person is, is poor, to say, oh, you get to get off because you're poor. If you did the crime, no, you don't get off. No, you're not just set free. No, you don't just get a pass. Well, they can afford good lawyers. I can only afford the public defender. Well, don't do the crime. I didn't like getting whoopings. Well, start doing what my parents said to do. And I could avoid the belt. I sometimes avoid it by lying. Got a whooping for that too when they found out. <laughs> We're not to pervert justice. Today, we have to be so careful not to get wrapped Up, and I've I've been saying this in color. Please stop getting wrapped up in color. Ask what are the facts of the matter. Okay, now what color are they? Oh, they can oh innocent. Wait a minute. The rap sheet is this long, and they were seen by five people. I don't care what color are they. Color should never be the determining factor. Of your decision. It should be what happened, what's the evidence. You know when God gave his laws, he said, be just. When you look at God's word, God does not pay attention to color. God says, don't be impartial in your judging. How many of you would like to have a judge look at you and say, oh, mm, how am I feeling today? I threw the dice. Today is my light brown day. Everybody that's light skinned, brown, you go free. Anybody that's dark skinned and all and white, y'all guilty. Next day, those who are light skinned and brown, y'all guilty. Everybody, what kind of justice is that? But that's how we do it. We're, people are flipping a coin to see where it lands. And making a decision. Heads or tails. That's not God's law. Don't pervert justice. Don't look at the person and say, Oh, I like them so much. I'm going to make my decision based on my liking. That's not what God says. If you're going to be holy, you're going to have to make some hard decisions. God's holiness requires that we look at things as He looks at them. If God is a holy God, and He told His people in, in Leviticus 19, 1 and 2, be holy as the Lord your God, as I'm holy, that means that our eyesight, our our focus, must be as God would look at it. Regardless of how we might feel. Now we must be compassionate, we must be loving. What can I do? God says, don't pervert justice. We live in a society today where you realize that they're not going by God's law. The Christian has to. Everything, just because you got a ticket, the officer ain't wrong. I got a ticket, I told you, right before Christmas. Here he comes flying up behind me. I'm thinking he's going to try to go behind me. I'm running, running late for a meeting. I pull over, when he pulled over behind me, oh, no. And I'm hoping that he's in a good mood that day, just to give me a warning and say, slow it down. But he went back to his car, and I'm looking in my rearview mirror, and I saw the book come out. Oh, no. <laughs> I was hoping the whole time, oh, Lord, may he have compassion today. As he is making sure that he's not going to arrest me because my record is clean. And as I open my eye, he has a book. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so he comes back to me, hands it to me, and signed, I sign. And I was imagining, have a nice day, officer. And I took off my mind going down. Oh, man, how many points now is this going to be on my record? my record? Oh, i my insurance and okay, can I go to driving school and uh all these thoughts going he wasn't wrong? <clears> hmm, <throat> just messing with me. <laughs> Fifty other cars going faster than me. Hmm. <laughs> I know you don't like me, officer. You're going to give me you're always messing with me. Why couldn't you get look at you get that other car? Wrong. Don't do that. When we look at things that God calls us to look at, we must be faithful and holy. Be out of here in just a moment. The laws. Then we look at verses 30. I'm going to skip verse 15, or rather verse 19. i want to look at verse 30 and 37. We'll be done in the next two minutes. Observe my Sabbaths and have reverence for my sanctuary. I am the Lord. I want to focus on this as I end. The the interesting thing is I've been studying the book of Exodus, Leviticus, and, and Numbers. Have we been going through this? As we've been dealing, as I've been looking at the what God has been laying out, I've been really kind of fascinated as I've been going through this. When I look at the tabernacle in the desert, do you not know that when God put the tabernacle, had it set up, that the people really couldn't go to the tabernacle? It was the Lord who instructed the priest. And as I've been doing a study and looking, I've been noticing when God would reveal himself in the pillar, he would say, Moses or Aaron, come to, the, come to the temple. Or those persons who had a sacrifice would bring their sacrifice to the temple, but they brought it to the priest, and they would then have the priest to offer the sacrifice. The congregation had to come out, and they stood in front of their tents facing the tabernacle. The Lord had even told them, you're not to approach the tabernacle unless you die. You couldn't just go to the tabernacle any day. But when I look at Exodus, chapter 19, verse 6, the Lord said, you are going to be for me, to me, a priest. And I began to look at that and say, oh my goodness, the priests were the ones that had the, re- the ability to come and stand in God's presence and to offer sacrifices that made not only them right before the Lord, but also the people. And the Lord says, you are going to be before me a kingdom of priests. I believe that was foreshadowing when the Lord was going to be on the cross and that the tent would be torn, the holies of holies exposed them. It allowed entrance of everybody into the presence of God that was once at one point only for the Arianic priesthood, Aaron. But the Lord said, you are going to be for me, to me, a kingdom of priests. And I'm thinking, how awesome is that, that back in Exodus, God is saying, you're going to be able to come before me. Only the priest could enter into the presence of God. Only the high priest could go into the Holy of Holies. And when that veil was rent, exposing the Holy of Holies, we're able to go in and be before the Lord. And today, Christ is our high priest. He is constantly making atonement for us. His blood forever makes atonement. Don't you know you are a priest to God? You have access to the very throne room of God? God says be holy. Because only holiness is able to enter into the presence of God. If you're not holy, be careful. Even Aaron's sons, two of them were killed because they did not approach God in the right way. Today, bow your heads. We're going to pray and look at the call that God has on our lives. He says, you are a kingdom of priests. Today, Lord, may we take our position in you, may we take it seriously. We, We weren't called Levites. We are called priests. We have access to the Almighty God. So you said, be holy, because I am holy. And so today we pray that we will recognize that we represent the Almighty God and we have direct access into the very throne room of God. We honor you today, and so may we live a life that's holy, that's pleasing unto you. We pray today that as we leave this place, that we will understand that the Bible says that yes, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You don't change. It is a, it is a blessing and a privilege that we're not consumed. Lord, we are, we are blessed by You. Your hand covers us. So may we not live in sin. May we not pervert justice. May we come with a, a working heart heart and a working attitude, a mind to serve. We give you the glory and the praise. In the glorious name of Jesus, amen. God bless you.